This week on episode 104 of the It Came From Gen X podcast, we're going to talk about Kissing Cousins, Tom Hanks movies, what are your favorites? Reality shows, do you watch them? Shows like Pastor Bachelor, I don't know, check it out. All-star games and sports, have they uh, worn out their welcome? Do you still watch them? Are you interested in them at all? And it's been 10 years since the Boston Marathon tragedy. We bring you all those stories and more Gen X talk, memories, and rants. Stay with us, and here we go. You're listening to It Came From Gen X. Hola! Welcome everybody to It Came From Gen X. It is that special time where you get your... uh, Sports, world news, pop culture, and music groove on from the guys from Gen X, three friends, 35 years plus, we're getting old guys, and uh, we talk a lot about these subjects, so it's like, hey, maybe somebody wants to listen to us talk about them, and it's true, there are three of you, and we appreciate you, so welcome to the show, (laughs) all right, hey, crazy week for all of us. Uh, you know, we all had some, some, uh, some friends, loved ones, uh, had some losses. Um, we also had some cool stuff happen, but we're here again for show 104. And I tell you what, I don't take it for granted. Good to see you, my man Skinner. How are you, babe? Uh, I'm better today. Uh, like you were saying in pre-show, it was a long week. <clears throat> had some good times, had some bad times. That's me. Yeah. But we're here. We uh, had a great time Wednesday night in Cleveland. We got to see the boss. Mm -hmm. I'll let Fish reiterate, uh, go on that a little bit more. I was supposed uh, to be there. (laughs) Yep. We spent the day with the Cooper family and Johnson family on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And and I'll, I'll, I'll just say this. I've never been with a family that's not the Skinners or Taylors. That I have felt so much love from and for than I do with that family. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, they made me and Fisher feel like we were part of the blood family. I mean, it was just absolutely incredible. So, and I'll let Fisher again uh, talk a little bit more about that yeah. as well. But I, I um, think that is wonderful. absolutely absolutely incredible because I I know for a fact that they don't like either <laughs> one of you. So that's <laughs> amazing. So. <laughs> So we finished up uh, yesterday. I had a rough day yesterday uh, trying to get dinner ready for Easter, but got through it, had Easter, good night's rest last night, good day at work today, and here I am with you fools. So All right. Fisher, baby, how are you, man? Doing well, thank you. Yeah, just to reiterate what Skinner said, we had, I bought Bruce Springsteen tickets last year. Allie's a huge fan, girlfriend, mm-hmm. and uh, poor thing got sick. She got a, you know, just mm. couldn't go. So uh, she said, you know, sell them or use them, whatever. So uh, reached out. Skinner was available. And we went up there and had a great time. It just got, got up there. It was all perfect. We got it. We got up there. We avoided any heavy rain. Came right. We pulled right into Cleveland, parked right away. Had to wait for a minute for a table. Well, we got to sit down and have a nice dinner. And the concert was just great. Neither one of us had seen him before. Right. And uh, everything you hear about Bruce Springsteen is accurate. Just he just killed it i mean the guy's like 70 years old came out there yeah it's amazing great played great 
played harmonica. The E Street Band was incredible. Played for like three hours. I know. My, uh, he was at my uncle's house uh, a couple weeks ago, and my mm -hmm. uncle was telling me his set list. And I was like, that man is playing that many songs at his age? Yeah. Are you Amazing. serious? 27. Yeah. Unbelievable. And uh, I'll be... Go ahead. No, I was going to say I'll be speaking more on my uncle later, but uh, I was actually going to get sent to that show. Uh, they were going to arrange with Bruce for me to be backstage and meet him and all that. And uh, I'll get to the reason why that didn't happen. So go ahead, but That's it. It was just phenomenal, like, like Skinner said. So we were with the uh, Cooper family uh, you know, on Saturday. You know, lost the, the, their uh, lovely grandmother, mm -hmm. 90, 94, Skinner? I yeah, 94, 94 yeah. Yeah. And I agree with things we said that that family has always made me feel welcome since I was a kid. Yeah, me too. Just very, it's it's just a lot. My family is. I don't have a big family. They don't really get together mm -hmm. like that, and uh, just it's always just nice being around all those all those folks. So our hearts yeah. uh, go out to them and during their time of loss. But uh, it was a lot of nice uh, fellowship and quality time with uh, with everybody there. So. Uh, yep. So, and here we are. Yep. Here we are. Show 104. Uh, I got to talk, have a long conversation with Coop the night before. Um, I was very upset that I could not be there that day. Um, but as I was saying before, somebody had paid me a lot of money. Uh, a dear friend of mine who I had not seen in years. We, uh, I really can honestly say, I don't know if I would have got through college if it wasn't for him. And uh, his oldest daughter was getting married, and he wanted me to do the photography. And it was a nine-hour affair. Um, I'm really paying for it in my body right now. But I got to talk with Coop that Friday night. And, and then, you're right. That's You know, I call his mom, Mama C, um, from the day I met her in seventh grade. They've just been family. Uh, that's who they are. So uh, I'm glad you guys had a, an amazing time there. You know, uh, Skinner nailed it. A lot of good, a lot of bad this week. I'm not going to even dwell on the bad, but uh, Tuesday night, I got to go to my first concert with my son, ever. Uh, we saw the band Polyphia. If you haven't heard them, Google them. Uh, Google the song Ego Death. And I tell you what, man, you've never heard anything like it. The show was not anything like I've ever seen. I've been to tons of concerts. So that that was great. That really helped out throughout the week. And um, Sunday was fantastic. That uh, was two different church services, two different cities. And a great dinner with the family. Saw a lot of nieces and nephews I hadn't seen um, in a while. It was kind of difficult a little bit. Tomorrow is um, the one-year anniversary of my mom's passing. Uh, so there were some tears, you know, here and there. But uh, it was a nice time. So, all right, guys. Let's get this show cooking. Fish, tell them where they can find it. All right. Well, you might be listening to us on demand where we listen to podcasts. It can be found on all major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Overcast, etc. Wherever you listen to podcasts, simply look for the It Came From Gen X podcast. Give us a follow or subscribe for free. And as we publish new episodes, they will pop into your podcast feed free of charge. You might be watching us on our YouTube channel at... It came from Gen X or on the Boss Code Media TV network. Uh, you can find them on your smart uh, television or portable device. Pull them up, download, subscribe, and run there with other creative content on our very own channel. Uh, all links to all social media can be found in two main places to keep up with us. Our Linktree page, simply Google 
link tree. It came from Gen X. It's simply a page with links to social media where you can listen to us, etc. And our website, if you go to one place, go there. It came from genx.wordpress.com. All show information is there, links to new episodes, bios, videos, our merch store, ways to sponsor the show, all that good stuff is there. And if you would be so kind, if you do anything at all, just like, share, follow, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff like you would with any show that uh, you, you follow. Helps others find us, helps us grow, and we appreciate your support. Thank you. Yeah, that is definitely an understatement. We really do. Um, we really care about our listeners, supporters, people that give us comments. Um, just makes the show uh, what it is. Oh, so I had an interesting day last week. I went to the pharmacy. And, of course, you know, I had a friend who passed away last Sunday. And his wife called me as I was getting out of the car. And it was a nice day, so I put it on speaker, and I was kind of leaning over the hood of the car talking. And a car pulled up behind me, and a car pulled up in front of me. The car behind me just starts laying on the horn, real heavy. I'm like, what is going on here? And the car in front of me, young lady gets out. And she screams at the car behind me. She's like, what? And he's like, you mf for blah, 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 blah. You cut me off. And she's like yelling back. Then he gets out the car, pretty nice-sized guy, and he's just going at it with her, man, calling her every name in the book. And you can tell he was kind of drunk, and he gets closer and closer. And I'm like, let me call you back. So I'm just kind of standing there in the middle of this, right? And he's drawing closer to her, acting real violent. And I'm like, I should probably grab my bag out the car. So I did. And then I walked up to her, and I said, ma'am, how about we just go inside? Just walk away from it. And we're walking away, and he comes up behind her a little close, and he's like, you know what, I'm about to do this and that, and I'm about to grab something. And when he said that, I was like, yeah, I flipped my baton out, and I jumped in front of him, and his eyes got real big, and I was like, dude, cross the line now. I said, you ain't about to hit no woman in front of me. And he backed up, and he's like, well, she did this, she did that. I said, I don't care what she did. You're supposed to be a man. You're really going to hit a woman over a traffic infraction. And he's just standing there looking stupid. I said, that's what you're really going to do right now. You want to put your hands on a woman, but you actually said that you were about to reach for something. You're going to grab a weapon for a five foot three woman over a traffic infraction. And it worked out so awesome. He backed up. We went inside. I got a hand clap from the ladies watching. <laughs> and uh, we talked inside the pharmacy. And I said, don't go out there till I walk you to your car. She's like, well, he's. He's gone. I said, no, nah, I bet he's not. Two minutes later, she looked and she said, how did the police get here so fast? So she goes outside. I get my stuff. I go out and this cop's walking up to me and he's like, hey, can you tell me what happened? And I told him and he said, well, you know what? I don't blame you. I keep my baton right here too because you never know when you're going to need it. <laughs> and uh, turns out the cop was her nephew. Hmm. Yeah, and the reason why he got there so fast, he was sitting on the hill. And another cop down the other end of the parking lot overheard the fracas and radioed for him to come check it out. And the girl mentioned that the guy was drunk and shouldn't be driving. And, of course, the guy was still sitting there in his car. 
And uh, when he heard that, he jumped out of his car and locked it and tried to walk away. <laughs> but uh, I'm pretty sure he caught up with them. I just gave the girl my phone number and took off. And she actually called me yesterday. So I got to get off the show and call her back. <laughs> mm, oh, my. <laughs> yeah, it well, was pretty, ex- pretty exciting. He's not just a global podcast celebrity, ladies and gentlemen. Local <laughs> hero. I'm a protector of women, if we may say. Yes, yeah, that's right. You want to hear more about the story as it uh, as it progresses? Yeah, yeah. You want to get me riled up, man? Uh, I'm not going to take abuse of women, elderly, or children. That's where I draw the line at, right there. So, yeah, only people right. we only people we abuse are our listeners. Well, yeah, that's different than each yeah. other. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Certainly, hey. each other. Yes. Hey Skinner, how about some world news, baby? <laughs> yeah, all right, before we do so, I want to do a couple shout outs to uh, shout our out. producer and boss extraordinaire, Michael Skinner Jr. Yes. Not only my son, but my pride and joy. <clears throat> uh, proud of that kid more than you could ever imagine. But he's uh, just a, a straight up professional. Uh, I watched a video here just a little bit ago of him playing some. Uh, some video doing some guitar work for I don't even know what the hell it is. It's so beyond me musically. He's so so gifted and talented, and that's not just dad talking. He also put a little chorus together with his wonderful, beautiful wife, uh, Marin, uh, and her voice. And just the kid has so many talents, but uh, he makes us sound good. And if that's if that says anything. It's the fact that he makes us sound so good. Yeah, I'm not um, dad, but I'll say it. Uh, yeah, just remarkably talented in everything that he does, whether it's playing the guitar, whether it's music production, uh, yeah. video, whatever it is. So um, it's it's great to watch young people pursue their gifts. You know, we yeah. see so many kids out there and people's kids, and they're just ugh, taking up space. And mm-hmm. uh, to not only see young people but when they're yours you know um it, it's a great feeling so I, I know you're very very proud yep absolutely that's fisher and i are absolutely and we don't mention this much actually i don't know if we ever brought it up but uh the theme music to the show is yeah that's right junior playing the guitar that's him that's an original mm-hmm. composition also yep absolutely also shout out to desmond uh does the reason for boss code media Boss Code Media, why did that just go, just leave me? It, it happened to me be, before, too. <laughs> it's going to be one of those nights. But, no, thanks to him <laughs> and all he's done for us as well. Uh, if you've not checked him out, please do so. Boss Code Media on all platforms, uh, <clears throat> Apple. Um, yeah. You won't be disappointed. And check out the song Exodus on YouTube by Des the Reason. Yours truly has a little cameo there at the end. So. Yes. That is not my cup of tea of music, but that song is pretty spectacular. So. Yeah, I love that. The word, right, fellas, killer. Are you ready? I'm ready for something. I have one story, and I'm just going to read the headline. All right. Couple with three kids finds out their cousins after taking DNA tests ten years into their marriage. <laughs> she says. I was in shock. Uh-huh. Let that sit for a second. He says, eh, 
I, I'm fine. I can, I'm ready to roll. <laughs> a married Listen. couple with three children discovered Listen. their cousins after taking I, a DNA test to learn about their family tree. Skinner. So I hate to put a, a pin in your balloon, but welcome to West Virginia. Oh, <laughs> yeah, dude. It, and that's not even my rant. The, my This is Skinner rant uh, coming out the gates, and I apologize up front. But Where that's not even part of it. Where are they from? Selena. Kinonis, a realtor from Colorado, shared the news in a TikTok video that has been viewed four and a half million times since it was posted in early March. Wow. So what are the people, one of the couple? The Selena is the wife of the couple. So she. There's a lot of negative comments. It's horrible, Selena tells them. People keep asking. Yeah. Why would you do that? Why would you post this? <laughs> right. But I take everything with a grain of salt. I'm a realtor, so I'm used to getting badgered all the time. So I'm like, yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> I'm a realtor. That's right. They're the uh, they're known for their uh, badgery. <laughs> what what do they have to do with anything? <laughs> Just after a few months of dating, Selena married her husband Joseph in July of 2006. Two of their families met. Then, no one suspected they were related. We didn't think about it. I never saw her at family reunions, funerals, or weddings. <laughs> they made the discovery when Selena began piecing together a family tree and then took a DNA test. I ordered the test. They came in, and sure enough, we did our swabs, put them in the mail, and off they went. <clears throat> then we got the results, and I searched the family tree, another part of the search, and saw him pop up in there, and I go, Oh, no! After reading the results, Selena admits she began doubting whether her and Joseph should be together. That's Uncle Rudy's son. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. Just brush this off. It's only blood. What do we? What do you? It, Are they like third cousins, or does it say? Or um, it says she doesn't know what degree. Okay. She and her husband are related. The DNA test indicated between second to seventh cousins. Okay. So the closest relative they could potentially have to get in common would be a great grandparent. Okay. sir. Oh, <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's possible <laughs> to have extended family out there that you don't know about. Yeah. Can I, let me let me go first here. So hold on. I'm. I'm let me finish. Uh, okay. Let me finish, and then you guys have free reign because. Not I've been stewing on this this story for almost a week mm. now, and Marcy's over here laughing because she she knows what's coming. Let me coming. ask you a question: Have you and Marcy done the DNA thing yet? Because you have might me wanna... and Marcy done the DNA <laughs> test? No, I you guarantee wanna, there is no family check. relation. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you you've got this tree, and you're mm-hmm. doing some things, and something sparks in your mind that uh oh, I should probably do something. So then you go ahead with that notion, and you get mm. this damn test. You take the test. It comes back, and pow, it hits you in the forehead. Why in the hell do you go on TikTok and announce it to the freaking world? This TikTok. is not some 20-year-old kid and they have kids, or some right? teenager that can't stay off TikTok. This is some 40-something-year-old who's had a family for 15 years. And you're going on TikTok to announce to the world that you're an idiot. 
Why? That's my question. Why the hell did you do that to begin with? And that's a great Isn't question. this something that you keep to yourself and shut up and don't say anything to anybody? Well, well hold on. <laughs> yeah, you do. But the, the, the whole thing is why you keep it to yourself. In this incident, particularly, they got children. Three of them. You have opened your children up to a lifetime... Of ridicule. of ridicule. Oh, I, you know, that's I didn't even take the, the kids the into consideration. Yeah, if yeah. it wasn't for the kids, I'm like, you know what? This ain't the first time this has happened. I mean, and, and I'm just thinking, you know, we don't want to just stereotype like hillbillies or whatever, but the royal family's known for that, keeping their bloodline pure, you know? So whoop de doo. But you just opened up your children. To a lifetime of ridicule, social media abuse, and whatever. And that's the part that gets me. But I'm going to take a different angle at this because it kind of affects me directly. And that's part of the reason why I am just miserable at the moment. Um, you know, I was married for, for a while. My first wife, mother of my child. We're still very dear friends. You all know Marianne. Mm -hmm. um, I had a second wife, Robin. We were together for, I don't know if I said about 10 years, uh, married for seven years, still very good friends. Matter of fact, saw her yesterday. I was in a serious relationship, had its ups and downs and ons and off for about 13 years. You all know who. And... In my mind, I was made up. That was the last person I was going to be with. Now that I've been single, and you guys all know my funny adventures with the dating apps, I, it, it's horrifying out there. Because if you don't get the mutants that I've run into on the dating apps, um, I had a girl the other day. She was beautiful. And her hands looked like George the Animal Steel. She had man hands. Um, you know, this one girl had a five o'clock shadow. I'm like, what? What is this about? Uh, some other girl was practically a Satanist or something. Wanted somebody to do chance or something with her. Um, and then you get stuff like this when you marry your relatives. It is absolutely horrifying out there. And, of course, we also know, you don't know what you're getting. Are you an original man? Are you an original woman? Um, you know, that whole thing is, is pretty scary. You meet the most beautiful woman in the world and find out her name used to be Peter. So, uh... You should try uh, JustCousins.com, uh, Keith. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> JustCousins.com. The whole dating thing now has scarier than it has ever been. In life, you got perpetrators, you got filtering, you got, you know, we got so many people on the planet now, cousins are running into each other. It is horrifying. And that's what I take the most out of this. <clears throat> I tell you what, man, I, I would love to meet somebody that I knew from high school. And, you know, like, like my last girlfriend, I, I know who you are, I know what you were. And, and get married because just out here single dating, it's horrifying. Fish. Well, don't give up, man. Yeah, I. I one thing I've just oddly heard about this uh, couple 
uh, Skinner, is that you know, their Halloween is their favorite holiday. Did you hear about that? I'm afraid to ask why. Uh, because they can pump kin. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Fisher is not affiliated with this show. <laughs> he, is, he is a guest. <laughs> And this is yep. his first and last visit. Yep. That's, that's an old. That's an old West Virginia joke. Yeah, that's real old. Yeah, yeah I remember it that way. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's t- it's terrible. I mean, it's you know, I I don't understand the publicity. I'm sh- I don't I don't know anything. I would speculate that this, you mentioned this lady's a realtor. Maybe it was a way for her to try to get some attention. You know, and get her name out there or something like that. I don't know, but like you say, you tend to forget about the kids here. I don't. It's, but hey, they didn't know when they met. It was a weird circumstance. So, you know, it happens. I don't know if it'd be enough with very distant cousins to break up a family. But like you say, if that does happen, you you, you keep that very you you keep that quiet. Right. You don't you don't share that like you said with anybody. So, I don't know. Just a very strange story. Like you say, I I don't understand the putting it out there publicly like that just it's uh, bizarre one last thing i have to ask is what in the hell is wrong with society that there's four and a half million people seeking out this video i guess it's interesting <laughs> and weird and you want to comment i, I would say weird i wouldn't like. call it well, you know what it is mike it snowballs i know when i see a crazy story it's not the story that gets me it's the comments that gets me yeah. And sometimes I see a story, and I'll, I'll spend more time reading the comments because they're hilarious. I and that's what snowballs and makes it. Yeah, I can't even imagine some of the stuff we'll see. It. You probably got mm. idiots on there making pumpkin jokes and stuff like yeah, that. It's <laughs> terrible. It's tasteless. <laughs> all right, well, fellas, that's all I got for today. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, wow. I might like kissing my cousin, but I'm gonna, I'll close the deal for you on that house. Yeah, I, there's I, something I, there. I gotta, <laughs> we gotta work on it. We gotta work Listen, on it. I don't want to go too far into this, but every last one of us got a cousin that we were like, wow. Oh, yeah. Every last one of us do, so let's. <laughs> yeah, but you, you, if you know ahead of time, it's like you steer clear, you know, but obviously they didn't. Right, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm just gonna become a monk, man. I can't. It, oh, I can so see much, this show's this was, gonna steamroll downhill from here tonight. This was so much easier when I used to hang out in bars and stuff, man. But now that I don't, it's like I don't meet nobody. Like, okay, all right, well, kissing cousins. Yeah, start hanging out with the family more or something. I don't know. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Okay, guys, let's get some music and sports. <laughs> Junior's listening to this. I can see next week going, what the heck? <laughs> All right, guys. Okay, let's talk about sports a little bit. Nothing major happening. Of course, uh, the NBA playoffs are about to get up underway here. Uh, we will see what our Cleveland Cavaliers will do. Go Cavs. Excited about that young team. Um, it's the Knicks. Yep. Yeah, against the Knicks. So I saw something very interesting today in regards to sports. I think this is going to bust you guys' head. I didn't mention it in pre-show. And I'm going to ask you and see what you think, because I know you're not going to believe uh, believe me. Let me see here. 
Let me see it pull it up here. Alright, guys. If I were to ask you what were the top ten you don't have to name all ten, but the top ten sports ranked by viewership. Just what was your top sports in general? Yes, any sport. Okay. What would your top ones be? Go ahead, Fish. I'm going to guess soccer might be number one. Uh-huh. Foot, uh, American football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. think about that. Golf. Mm-hmm. Uh, baseball. Okay. Basketball, of course. Okay. Uh, I don't know how many that is. That's that's about four. That's good. Okay. Four or five. That's okay. good. And we're at the top two the same. I would I'd guess the same. What about okay. you, Skinner? I'd say soccer's number one across the globe. That's the mm-hmm. biggest sport on the planet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh I would go American football's number two. That's pretty popular mm-hmm. as well. Um number three I think would be has to be golf because that's a a planet around the planet. A lot of people watch golf. Uh, cricket, I think, is another one. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily watched around here, but cricket. Yeah. Okay. Baseball is up there. And I know you're going to come at us with some some oddball ones, but uh, I'm going to throw bowling in there. Okay. Well, I'm going to bust your head. Well, first of all, Two things that are knock you upside your head. Number one, um, golf is not in the top ten at all. Interesting. According, really. according to ballerstatus.com. Hmm. Number two, kudos to you, Skinner, for mentioning cricket. Mm-hmm. Okay, according to ballerstatus.com, number ten is rugby with four hundred million people. Yep. Now, this is the one that blew my mind here. Way down at number nine is NFL. Okay. Really? No, 410 million people. I thought NFL was number two easy like you guys. Well, globally, it's not maybe not as popular. Right. Yeah. Number eight is baseball with 500 million. Global Mm -hmm. sport. Yep. Now, this is what just busts my head. Number seven, above the NFL... Above Major League Baseball, table tennis. I can see that. Uh, Eight hundred fifty million people. Yep, and Six half of, of those are in China and India. Yeah, uh huh, exactly. Uh-huh. Six is volleyball with nine hundred million. Okay, especially beach volleyball. Yep, five with the halfway point. Tennis with one billion people. Sure. Okay. I forgot about ten. And this would shock me right here. Number four is hockey with two point two billion yeah. people. Yeah, I thought I that, that was isolated. Okay, so uh, three is basketball, which shows how basketball has grown internationally because mm-hmm. basketball was nowhere near as big as football a while ago. I thought. And well, of the course, second biggest league in the country is in Spain. Did you know that? Yeah, mm-hmm. I would imagine that's with all the with all the. Uh, people we've gotten in the in the nba from over there yeah mm-hmm. and number two which shocked me was cricket at 2.5 billion number two no kidding. number two yeah and of course we all number number one half the planet 
watches soccer or football, as it is called. I thought that was just absolutely fascinating. Um, man, I thought the NFL was just such a monster. It is in the United States, and those numbers will change if you look at America. But this is a worldview. Yeah. So, right. just absolutely fascinating. I didn't know cricket was that was big, yeah. but you look at these European nations, and that's just what they play. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. I'm surprised High Alive wasn't in here or something crazy like that. So, have you watched that? I've tried to. It's. I, it was on today. I had it on in the background while I was working. It was on. It. That's an interesting sport. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's so always talking about sports. Like I said, nothing too uh, big happening. Um, we got some NFL stuff going on, but not newsworthy. But I did come across an article today um, that asked a good question, and I thought it'd be fun to talk about. And it said. Are all-star games becoming outlive their usefulness? And I started thinking about them across, and I thought maybe we'd look at the, the major sports. Of course, the all-star game in the Major League Baseball, which also has uh, twofold. They have the home run derby and the all-star game. Of course, we have the NBA all-star game, and they have the skills challenge. Uh, and they also have the rookie game, and they also have the celebrity game. So it's and it's got four different factions. Then of course we have what is called the Pro Bowl, um, and it has now been changed mm -hmm. uh, greatly for better or for worse. And um, so I just want to ask you your opinions. What do you think about these different All Star games? And which maybe you have a favorite one that you remember amongst one of the sports, Skinner? Well, Are I they think the best. Go ahead. Yeah, I think the best one out of all of them is baseball. Mm -hmm. And if you ever sat and watched a home run derby, it's fun. But the game itself, the winner of the All-Star game has home field advantage in right. the World Series. Right. So while they're voted in as to perform in the All-Star game, there's also something behind it. So if these All-Stars that are playing know that if they have a chance to be in the World Series, they want the home field advantage. So they're yes. playing for something. Yeah. The Let's move on to basketball, and I'll be quick. Leading up to the game in basketball is fantastic. Mm -hmm. The Futures game, the Skills Challenge, even mm -hmm. the Celebrity game is a lot of fun to watch. The actual game itself, turn the damn thing off because it's absolutely worthless. There's, they don't play for nothing. There's no defense, and it's a, who can shoot the most threes. Boring as hell. Football, I don't even know why they have a pro ball anymore. It's They don't tackle. They don't play defense. They, don't, it's, they changed it. They, they don't do anything. Well, so I, think I don't you, know you why there's even an all-star game football. is the best. Even And, and I don't want to be hypocritical. I don't watch it. But I do believe baseball is the best out of all of them. For two simple reasons. You alluded to one. They're playing for something. But by nature of the games, you can go all out in the baseball all-star game. Yeah. You can play as hard as you would play in the regular season in the baseball all-star game. Whereas football, like you say, you can't tackle. Nobody's risking injury to their star players. And also in the NBA, the same thing. Um, there's no defense play. It's either an alley-oop contest or a three-point contest. 
Um, the slam dunk competition has become a joke. None of the stars compete in it anymore. Yeah. And the skills talent is, you know, I'll give them credit. They've included WNBA players and things like that. And I appreciate all that. But it's just, uh, huh, 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 huh. so uh, I, I would agree with you on the uh, baseball. Um, the injury thing plays a part in the baseball and the NFL. And it's so weird how certain injuries are connected to, to, the, to the sport. You know, in baseball, it's a Liz Frank injury or shoulder injury, Tommy John thing. And, and football, it's high ankle sprains and, and torn patellas. In basketball, it's a toe injury and stuff like that. So uh, I would agree with you on baseball. Fish? Yeah, I think we're all pretty aligned here. The baseball, even before the baseball all-star game used to be fairly fun, even back in, I remember watching it in the 80s even, and this sort of, you know, tapered off until they made it, uh, you know, mean something like you guys said so that's that's typically a good game uh like you said and the, all the events around it are 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 good like you guys said the nba all-star game's been a joke for many many years they, they did change the rules to where it's not it's not just the high score they do it by quarter so you can you can be outscored mm-hmm. in one quarter and you kind of reset the next quarter. So i, I like how they at least tried to do mm-hmm. something with it and incorporate also Kobe Bryant's number into it somehow. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know exactly what they did, but like I said, that's just a joke. Yeah, it really doesn't it doesn't mean anything anymore. And the foot and the uh, football one's always been lackluster. I mean, I, that hasn't been interesting in a long time. And like you said, they even changed it this past year to make it a flag football game with the skill, yeah, and all that type of stuff. So, well, they might um, as well. The, the NFL's almost become a flag football game, so why not? Yeah. I think hockey did something. Don't they do like a, something creative? Like, don't they do like Canada versus United States or something like that? Don't they do? Something yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. They do. Yeah, so that's kind of fun. But what's your yeah. guy's favorite memory of any any of the sports All Star Weekend? <laughs> what's your favorite memory, Fish? Man, there's a lot. I guess there. I do remember uh, one of the more significant uh, NBA games was. Uh, I remember when. Uh, Magic retired with uh, yeah, NIV. that was definitely on mine. Yeah, yeah, and he came back and they let him play in that game, and that was that was a whole thing back then because that was huge. Didn't yeah, really know what was going on, mm-hmm. and a lot, a lot of players of, refused to play with him. Yeah, because they were nervous and all that. But Magic came back out, played a terrific game, and actually won yeah. the MVP. So that was a nice yeah. way for him to sort of wind up his. I don't. I can't remember if he played again after that or not. But that was no. I think a, I think that was it. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a beautiful moment. I I was actually thinking of that one, and uh, of course, uh, the other one for me is the the All Star Weekend in baseball. Uh, There was a home run derby that was just ridiculous with uh, uh, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. uh, No, I was thinking. uh, I think was was it Griffey? I mean, yeah, it might have been. He's been in some good ones too. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. Uh, and of course, the McGuire and Sosa one. Yeah, that was just crazy. So I'll add too, just real quick. The the the, the slam dunk. We, it was I think it was eighty six. It was the slam dunk competition came down to Dominique versus Michael Jordan. Yep, and that was the year also in the three point shootout that yeah Bird shot the ball and walked. As soon as he shot the ball, he started walking yeah, up the court. Yeah, so, yeah, up there and that ball. Yeah, we're right in. Uh huh. Another one for me too was the slam dunk competition. When um, really I can't think of his name. Um, 
played for Toronto. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tracy uh, McGrady? No, no Tracy. Uh, no, his cousin. His cousin. Man, he just he just showed out, man. It was just unbelievable, the things he did. Um, it, yeah, it's stupid. We can't think of his name. He had one of the longest I know, right? careers of all time. We'll look it up here. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. We'll look it up. Yeah, but uh, he he did things nobody had even thought about. He had did the dunk. Vince Carter. That's Vince a, Carter. There you yeah, go. Yeah, and he That's did it. the dunk where he put his whole elbow down into the rim. Yeah. yeah uh, un- uh, unbelievable. I, that was so much excitement. Um, there there were some great ones. I, I'll even give, uh, what's his name? He's light-skinned with the freckles. Uh, you know, he jumped over the car. He tried to make it exciting, too. But uh, those were good. How about you, Skinner? What's your favorite memory of All-Star weekend? Mine, I think it was 1997 All-Star game. It was at oh, Cleveland, yeah. Ohio. Sandy. Hometown hero, Sandy Alomar Jr. hit a two-run homer to win the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the year that we went to the World Series against Florida, and, of course, we lost it. What a great overtime. team that was. <clears throat> lost it in the 10th inning in uh, against Miami. But, yeah, the chills that... He sent up and down. Uh, that was cool, especially Cleveland fans uh, of any fan of baseball. Truly. That was such a cool baseball team. <clears throat> yep, the ninety five, ninety seven teams were really good teams, uh, fun yep. to watch. Okay. But yeah, that was my favorite moment of all yeah. All Star okay. games. All right, okay, thanks guys. That's all I got for for sports. All right, uh, moving on to music. All right, a couple of things in uh, this day in music. Um, I came across in 2005 was the final episode <laughs> of the Osbournes, uh, one of the first, if not the first, reality show where the yeah. cameras were, you know, on a family. You got to see how they live allegedly, and and all this other stuff. Um, man. We thought Ozzy was weird before. This kind of confirmed. <laughs> it. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be mean, but his kids, they looked a little, when they were younger, they looked a little strange. You know, Jack was just, he looks like that kid who's up in the attic, you know, creating bombs or something. <laughs> the daughter was wild. Uh, the Osbournes, uh, huge, huge, huge hit. So, question for you. Did you watch the Osborne's number one? Two, do you like reality shows? And three, if you do, which ones, which kind, and uh, just your overall thoughts. Fish? I maybe watched one episode of the Osborne's. It was, it was an interesting idea. I saw yeah. one episode. I felt like I got the gist of it. You know, Ozzy's a normal father, kind of a crazy guy, but mm-hmm. he loves his family. And all that. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of interesting to see some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. But I, I felt like I didn't need to really watch it to understand, you know, again, what's going on mm. there. Uh, my favorite reality show of all time, this is many years ago, and I got into this show. If there was one show a week I would watch, if I only had time for one show, this was the show that I would watch. It was a whole thing I'd plan, I'd record it, sit down, stay out of my way. It's time for Rock of Love with Brett Michaels. <laughs> no way! I love oh, yeah. that so much. At least it you was, didn't say flavor of love. <laughs> no, it was like the it was like the Bachelor before the Bachelor. Brett Michaels a poison. They put him in this house with all these. Oh my god, girls. that show was so corny. <laughs> that, that's I loved it though. It was so funny. No joke. I, 
I just, oh yeah, I ate that up, man. The first season was great. Then they moved it to some bus and it got stupid after that. But I just thought it was so funny. It just, just how people would throw them. It, it was just, I just loved it. Okay. But do I watch reality shows today? No, I don't know that I really, I can't recall the last reality show that I could think of that I really, mm-hmm. that I really got into. There is one actually, it's, it's a, it's not, it's not really a reality show. It's more of a game show, really. Mm-hmm. Physical on Netflix, where all these people come out. It's it's like a, I think it's a Korean show or something like these people come out with. It's it's more of a contest though, so it's not really a reality show per se. Okay. So, but yeah, that's a, just okay. that's something I really got into. You know, life is life has enough enough problems. I don't need to really watch other people's problems and this and that. I just watch stuff. Okay. Well, well, let's, let's let's be fair here. Let's balance this. All reality shows aren't about that. That's true. Okay, so that's why I asked you, like, what is your favorite type of reality show? Excuse me, because there's so many out there today. Um, you know, you've got love, you have cooking, you have, uh, uh, you know, modeling, you have, uh, gosh, this whole 90 Day Fiance, you got the survivor type stuff, Naked and Afraid. Which I always thought was fascinating. These people are naked, out in the wilderness by themselves. They're like, "Well, who's carrying the camera?" And I bet you they got a sandwich in their pocket. <laughs> not, not into any of it, and actually, yes. no, but it, it's naked and afraid. It's actually uh, uh, it'd be Skinner's wedding night. <laughs> Well, that was the night we named your uh, party at your house a long time ago, and so oh, yeah. we decided to uh, run around sense. the house. Hey, keep that your mouth sense. shut, Skinner. <laughs> that was a neighbor's, I think, at that one. Folks, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, folks. Anyway, Somebody was naked, and other people were afraid, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. my, my, my favorite is the Kardashian. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you, you know what bothers me about reality shows, a lot of them? Like, uh, you know, this whole naked and afraid. I'm like, you know, these people are, are shaking, they're cold, they didn't find food. I'm like, ask the cameraman for something to eat. You know what I'm saying? Get, get a brown jacket or something. You got to probably sit there with a hoagie or something. All right, guys. They're, they're, so, they're so full of crap, you know what I mean? <laughs> and also, too, when these ones are supposed to eat where they're, they're in your household and stuff like that. I mean, people are just going to play to a camera, guys. You know that. It's just, it's just human nature. The only true way, in my opinion, to have a true reality show is for people to not know the cameras are there. Mm. Then you're going to get 100% reality. You know, uh, remember uh, Candid Camera? That was that was mm. great. That started it all. Um, mm. Those were real reactions. Yep. All right. Skinner, did you watch uh, the Osbournes? No. I've, I don't watch any of those reality shows whatsoever i can't even say that i've watched one minute of them okay never seen a second of the kardashians was it uh gene simmons show what is that family oh, you know jewels what? i did watch that one i did like yeah. that one for a bit but you could tell so it was I, staged i, I, I may have saw five minutes of that one i, yeah. I figured fish you with you being as big as, I did like that as you are i did like that um yeah i think the the last reality show that I've watched was called it's a Stone Cold Steve Austin a wrestler Broken Skull Child his Broken I mm-hmm. think it's Broken Skull Ranch where he does this fitness challenge for guys and girls it's pretty interesting what they uh, the grueling things that they do but 
it, it, even when I was younger, when it was meant for our age group, when it's, that stuff first came out, I didn't have the time nor the desire to sit and watch that crap because I knew, like you said, that they play to the camera. Right. What's that one show that's on CBS? Is it what called Big Brother or something? Mm-hmm. Some shit like that? Yeah, yeah. That thing's been on for how many years? I've never watched a minute of that stuff. Right, right. I, I always thought that stuff was garbage myself. Um, of course, you know what I think about the Kardashians and all that crap. Um, I did watch the Osbournes. Obviously, to see Ozzy outside of uh, being on stage, I thought that was fascinating. Um, the Gene Simmons one, I was definitely fascinated by that. How does this man live when he's not spewing blood out of his mouth? And, of course, you wanted to see them interact with other stars and rock stars. I thought it was great to see that. Mm-hmm. See them in the studio. See them doing business. I thought that was really great. Um, there was a reality show in a trailer park. I can't think of the name of it, but it was the funniest crap I ever saw in my life one time, man. These people were absolutely nuts, and I thought that one was entertaining. Now, my sister <clears throat> and my mom, God rest her soul, they were love the cooking shows. And I, so every now and then, it would catch my attention when I see somebody do something fascinating. I love to cook. But my sister watches day and night these shows where they rebuild houses and fix up houses. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. tell you what, I can't help but when I walk by and something catches my attention, what are they going to do with this house? And, and which house are you going to buy? And, and to see the, the, the before and now pictures, you know, all that stuff catches my attention, but I don't sit and watch them. But, um, I like some of the older stuff they had out. Um, of course, all this dating stuff and young people on the beach trying to find love. All that stuff is is crap. Bachelor Dad, The Bachelor. I find all that stuff to be garbage. But uh, I, I do like the uh, things where they're building things. I like the ones where the, the people in Alaska. That is fascinating. You see how they live, you know, um, out there in these little remote towns and they have to have so much food and stuff caught before the the winter season shows up and it's like winter every day out there um all that stuff was fascinating ice road truckers i thought was cool but there's no real show that i watch oh i gotta catch this show and i gotta say this uh, i hated american idol when it came out um there was a season or two i watched to the end years ago Got away from it. The last couple of seasons right now, in my opinion, is the best combination of hosts. I never would have thought that Luke Bryant, Katy Perry, and the legendary um, Lionel Richie, they are hysterical together. They are awesome together. Uh, Katy Perry gives herself to that show. She looks fantastic every night. She's got a different wig or hairdo. She's different outfit. She looks amazing on camera, but she is not afraid to fall on the floor, roll on the ground, climb on the table. Lionel Richie is just the coolest dude ever, and Luke Bryan is hysterical. Uh, I've been watching that, and it's been some amazing singers on there. They had uh, the daughter, uh, what's his name, from the Eurythmics on there. Uh, Dave Stewart, his daughter, oh, wow. he, he and he played guitar while she sang. Oh man! You know, yeah. And one guy was on there the other night, and guess what? He sang for his audition, "Lightning Strikes Again" by Dokken. Really? Oh, yeah, and he made it. Man, it's man. been the coolest season I've seen in a long time. So I like that show, and I do like the voice. I don't catch them, I don't watch them 
uh, purposely, but if my sister's watching them, I do enjoy watching them. So you know what you mentioned that I, I didn't put those shows in my head, but I didn't see last season. I got behind, but I really I do enjoy America's Got Talent a lot. Yeah, I, I love America's Got Talent. And another uh, good one is actually you could, you could get Shark Tank as another reality show if you put it in that. So that is yeah, 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 reality yeah, show. yeah. I think that's an interesting show too. Only thing I don't like about America's Got Talent, I think there should be no singers allowed on I'm there. I'm with you 100. Yeah, that's, that's so many other singing make... shows don't want to yeah. see it. I want to see the magicians and all the yeah, uh, the and all that. or something you've never seen before. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't understand you that. Know, there's so, a, all all there's, those singers don't win normally. I will say that the singers don't normally win that yeah. show. Yeah, other there's a reality show people. that's not very well known. You guys might have heard of it though. It's called Porter's Dating. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Hear me out, Keith. Yeah, Pastor Bachelor. That is <laughs> Master Bachelor. Pastor Pastor, Pastor, Pastor Bachelor. Bachelor. I think Pastor he has something. Bachelor. Think think about it. Think about it. You can take that name if you want to. You got something, man. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. think about that, Pastor That's Bachelor. Right. That's right. That's right. You know what? We might we should do our own online dating. Okay, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. Okay. Yep. <laughs> okay, guys. This is the music. Nineteen sixty-seven. The great Marvin Gaye recorded. I heard it through the grapevine. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think that was his song, but it was actually originally recorded by the Miracles. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was a million seller in nineteen sixty-seven for Gladys Knight and the Pips as well. So uh, a lot of people made a lot of money off that song. Um, birthdays today. Not too many people that I care about mentioning, except um, the great Brian Setzer. It's his birthday of Stray Cats and Brian Setzer Orchestra, 1959. And that would be just about it for me. So that's my sports and music for today, guys. How about a little pop culture, Fish? All right. So why don't we start with... uh... The Gen X reviews here, guys. So, have you watched or heard or seen anything that you wish to recommend to our listeners and viewers? Keith, let me start with you. Yeah, um, you know, I tried to think of this movie last week, our series, and I was just for some reason. But there is a new series on Netflix called The Night Agent. Ah, uh, yes, it's on my list too, Keith. Man, I tell you what, I enjoy this. Every episode was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about an FBI agent. He has a job, uh, maybe considered not the highest job in the FBI. He has to sit in a room and wait for a phone to ring. Um, basically spies of the agency call in when there's an emergency, but the phone never rings. Um, but years earlier, he witnesses a guy leave a bomb on a bus and, um, Subway. he, uh, yeah, Subway, Subway, yes. And, of course, he uh, gets the bomb off the bus. One person dies. Um, he sees the guy standing in the crowd when the paramedics and everything there. He chases the guy, gets hit by a car after fighting with him. Uh, years later, a young lady's aunt and uncle, who she's standing with, basically, uh, she wakes up and hear him talking, and they tell her people are here to kill us. And they tell her to run and call this number. And she's freaking out, but she runs anyway to the neighbors. The spies kill her aunt and uncle. And she makes that phone ring in that room the guy's sitting in. And he answers it. And I tell you what, an adventure ensues from there uh, where she's running for her life. He's trying to protect her. 
And man, I tell you what, there's so many twists and turns in this series. I watched it from front to begin end, and it was just absolutely amazing. You will not be disappointed. Very good. The night agent. Yeah. Good FBI, cops on the run, high tech, all that good. It's just really good. Very good. Skinner? Yeah, I saw the banner for that one, Keith. It's definitely on the list to watch, too. Yeah, uh, check it out. In my, all my spare time that I have, you know. Right, I hear you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> did catch one thing this past week with as busy as we were. We actually kept it last, watched it last night on Disney Plus. And that's the Jeremy Renner uh, interview mm-hmm. with Barbara Sawyer. Uh or Diane Sawyer, excuse me, interview with yeah. him. Um, Tom Sawyer. On a 2020. Um, <clears throat> we didn't talk about it much in the show. Uh, well, we didn't talk about it, but he was injured uh, at a, a freak accident at his house on January 1st. Yeah. Got run over by a, sm- um, it's called a snow cat. And uh, watch this 40-minute interview. Uh, we know him for, as Hawkeye uh, from the Marvel series. I know him from the town. He was also in the Hurt Locker. He's also plays uh, a incredible character on which I've reviewed before. Uh, the Mayor of Kingstown. I love uh, that which show. Is on Paramount Plus season yeah, two is out show. now, and I just watched the first episode of season two. So. We're, I'm vested in this guy from his career, and especially as as a Marvel fanatic as we are. Yeah, uh, don't forget Hulk he played guy. in one of the he played in one of the Bourne movies, and he has yes. a reoccurring role in the Mission Impossible series now. Yes, absolutely. So to hear this story, and then to find out some new information about this guy, <clears throat> I have a, absolutely more admiration for him now after watching this interview than I did before watching it. Okay, uh, just. Uh, an incredible family man, and I, I don't want to spoil it because they do a lot. They talk a lot about you. Learn a lot about him uh, in this interview. So watch it. It's on Disney Plus. Yeah, um, definitely seen it. It's forty minutes, and it's worth every single second. Hmm. Okay, very good. I, I called a new show, uh, Pastor Bachelor, guys. I want you to check that out. <laughs> no. Maybe it's just a concept. Did we just talk about that? Yeah, maybe, maybe that was a pitch. No, but Keith, That's I watched some timers kicking in. <laughs> I watched that night agent too, Keith. I, I ate that up uh, over yeah. the couple of days. I, I went to the first episode. I was hooked, and I finished it uh, this past weekend. I stayed up good, three, good for three you. In the morning, Saturday, watching it, hard, finishing it. Hard to stop watching, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it really is, man. It'll be very intriguing. Like I say, great acting, good storyline. Mm-hmm. And one thing I like about this too is that. I'm not going to spoil anything, but you, you see somebody in a, you know, somebody's here, they're involved in some shady stuff, and you don't know who that person is, and then mm. as, the, as it plays out, you realize that that's a, oh my God, yeah. that person is this per is is a prominent I, figure I, or something exactly. like that. Exactly, yeah. That's, that's pretty cool that meanwhile, people around them are trying to put the pieces together, but you uh. see the pieces unfold. Yeah, very, very good. And some um, people that you thought were good in this corner. Yeah. And just, okay, really yeah. good. Excellent storyline, like you say. And then this past weekend, I saw the uh, Saturday Night Live had Molly Shannon come on host. Now, Molly Shannon was a 
uh, well, from, yeah. from our, from our area character. here from, from Cleveland, uh, Ohio. She was on the cast for many years in the Hysterical. 90s. Wow. Uh, she was Mary Catherine Gallagher, and she has a pretty prominent <laughs> characters. But she <laughs> was awesome. I mean, just the, in one of the funnier episodes. I have to catch that. <laughs> she is just so good. At, I've always loved her, yeah. She's yeah, she's just so good. At, she can she plays such a straight character and uh-huh. just never, never breaks, never smiles. Yeah. And she played this one character, and it's funnier now that as we've gotten older, but back in the 90s, she played this lady, Sally O'Malley, who was 50 years old and proud to be 50 and all that. Now, you fast forward all these years now, we're in our 50s, but she came back and reprised the Sally O'Malley character. Okay. is one of the funniest with the Jonas Brothers, who were the musical guests. So they mm-hmm. came on and, and were part of the skit. Molly does some stuff that's just... It, Absolutely hilarious. You know what's great about her? Yeah. yeah. What's that? And and this is what makes a great comedian, in my opinion, especially uh, when you're talking about a female. Mm-hmm. When you are willing to give yourself completely to your yes. to your art, like you don't have any uh, pretense. You know, I'm a woman, or I'm good looking. I'm not going to do that. That's going too far. She just doesn't care. You know, no. when she was doing the the the. Uh, uh, you mentioned the character, uh, Catherine Gallagher. I mean, mm-hmm. just putting her hand on her armpits and smelling yep. them, yep. and she'd fall with the big granny panties on. And mm-hmm. I mean, she just completely gave herself to her characters. You know, the the walk with the arms straight down, which of course they highlighted that in an episode of Seinfeld. Uh, one time she was on there and she was walking, you know, with the arms straight down. She's just awesome, man, and she doesn't yep. care how foolish she looks. Mm-hmm. She just gives herself completely to every character and every skit. Yeah, so go back and watch that. At least watch the highlights on YouTube. I'm sure there'll be yeah, some of the sure. funnier skits. Very, very funny episode. And then the cold opening was great with Trump, uh, Easter Trump. That that also was pretty good. Anyway, uh, okay. Some of the uh, pop culture headlines here, guys. Uh, not a whole lot really caught my eye, but when, one thing at the Stranger Things franchise on netflix obviously has been huge uh i think it's been four seasons or so i think that i think they're going to have one more season coming up here but obviously the kids are all you know they're, they're all growing up so i i think they're, they were probably trying to figure out well how do we continue maybe you know uh, with the stranger things universe you know what do we do and one thing they are going to do is they're going to have an animated series on netflix so Set mm. in the Stranger Things universe. I don't know if it's going to be necessarily the same uh, characters or not in the, but it's going to be set in that same universe. So uh, I would think certainly if this takes off, then it's a way to continue the franchise for really as long as you want to in an animated world. So I thought that was kind of interesting. You guys, fans of the Stranger Things franchise, are you interested in an animated version of it? Keith, what do you think about that? You know, I got so many people talking to me about Stranger Things, and I know it's very popular. I watch maybe two episodes, maybe three, (laughs) a couple years ago, and I never got back to it. Yeah. I didn't think it was bad. Um, but it just didn't grab my attention. Everybody told me it was just getting good and blah, blah, whatever. Um, it's just kind of on my, you know, that list of things I'm going to get back to one day. It's, yeah. it's on that list for me. So I really don't, 
you know, I, I can't say good or bad about it. I just really need to get back to it so I can form an honest opinion. It's had its ups and downs, in my opinion. Certainly mm-hmm. one thing is, you know, the the 80s nostalgia is rampant. Yeah. You know? yeah. So that that is one thing that takes it to another level of enjoyment. You know, and I'm not sure I would, I would dig that aspect of it. Absolutely. Yeah. And the last season was actually probably the best, next, mm-hmm. next to the first one, in my opinion. Anyway, okay. Skinner, are you a Stranger Things fan? I have not watched one single minute of that. It's it's on my oh, list. Well, you've seen them all. No, it's on my list to see, but it's not on my Lord of the Lord of the Rings trio mm-hmm. list. You know that I I've what? said I would watch someday, and that was twenty some years ago. Yeah, you jerk! Um, you lied to me. <laughs> me, 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 and Marcy gonna take three days off and watch it. You know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, no, not gonna, not gonna happen. But no, I, I've, I've heard a lot about the show. It's got a huge following, not only from kids but also adults. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned the '80s nostalgia. I've read and seen a lot of stuff about where they talk about that. So I'm interested in in watching it. I just got to find the time to do it, and and it will. I will before the end of the summer. That show will be. Uh, come and gone for us. You might like it. I, I, one thing I'll say is, and I'll end it on this note: it it, it definitely has introduced eighties music to, and it definitely has bridged a gap with some of the some kids. So uh, this past season, famously, there was a scene where this kid gets up and plays Master of Puppets, and you were, you mentioned that before, people, yeah. yeah, a lot of people that never really listened to Metallica got their taste of Metallica and it was a nice little uh, resurgence of that song. And I think the album from Metallica to a point where Metallica came out and they, they took pictures with the kid, you know, and they really kind of tried to uh, build that up on social media, et cetera, to, you know, you know uh, hang on to that extra attention for a minute. So anyway, all right. You mentioned the cooking shows. We talked about reality shows mm-hmm. already. One of the more prominent cooking shows on the Food Network was Valerie Bertinelli. Now she is the, she was an actress. You know, some people know her as she was uh, the ex-wife of uh, Eddie Van Halen, and they have a son, Wolfgang. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Eddie has since passed on a couple of years ago. Uh, but she had a show on there for fourteen years that was just canceled. I never watched it personally, but I thought you know, especially since we talked about reality shows earlier, is this, is this a show that you've watched? You care one way or the other about her show being canceled. Fourteen seasons is a pretty good run for any show, yeah. any network, certainly. So, Keith, were you? Uh, do, do you did you watch cooking shows in general? And if so, did you ever catch her show or not so much? <laughs> well, first of all, uh, I don't feel sorry for anybody who had a fourteen year run. That's better than ninety five percent of any show That's true. out there. Uh, two. I never knew she had one until you just mentioned that. <laughs> so, well, there you go. <laughs> I never even I never even heard of it. Um, you know, the last time I seen her doing anything on TV, I believe, was one day at a time. So yeah, that's news to me. But cooking shows, you know, it depends which one it is. I like seeing people making different things, interesting things. There was one where they had little kids baking, and their ingenuity was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, but it depends what it is because I, I like to cook. So I like watching things and learning different things. Um, sometimes I totally disagree with him. I saw, uh, what's the guy with the blonde hair is always cussing people out and he was oh, showing guy how Fear. to make perfect no, scrambled uh, no. eggs. Hell's, I was like, Hell's Kitchen. No, or no not Guy like Fury, the other one. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. The, I'm yeah. like, dude, that is not how you make perfect scrambled eggs. I would eat that crap to save my life. But 
that's what he said. But um, <laughs> you know, depends on what the cooking show is. I don't mind them. The, you know, the one that there were so many of them alike. And twenty years ago, one came out that I thought was different. I thought she was cute. And I watched it every day with the girl I was dating at the time. And that was when Rachel Ray came out. Yeah. You know, I, I enjoyed that one when it first came out. Yep. Oh, but my but there is one. Go ahead. She is my absolute favorite. I would marry this woman tomorrow. My I I, I cracked my sister up talking about how but she's my baby. I would marry her in an instant. And she's ugly as dog dirt. But this woman is my kind of cook. The pioneer woman is absolutely oh, awesome. You got to be kidding me. That woman can cook. Oh my gosh, I love the way that woman cooks. I love her. I'm so in love with her just by her cooking. Not much to look at, but boy, can she cook. There you go. All right. I never saw it, but take your word for it. Skinner, uh, Valerie Bertinelli cooking show. <laughs> Well, I've watched a lot of cooking shows over the years. I, as you guys know, I love to cook. I cook a lot uh, for not only my family, but yes, uh, thank anybody, you very much. Anybody that comes over, <laughs> um, I happen to watch Valerie Bertinelli's cooking show within the last uh, week to two weeks. I sat there and watched her for fifteen minutes, and I turned it off. And then you come up and say that her she's been on for 14 years and are canceling the show. And I can pretty much say I understand why. Mm-hmm. Um, kudos, 14 years. You know, <laughs> no show. Any show that lasts more than three years is doing good. Uh, so for 14. But, uh, yep. the, <clears throat> I, uh, yeah, I don't know how she may. I don't know. Maybe she's done other shows. This one happened to be not very good. But, uh, yeah, the Pioneer Woman, really? I just listen to Why, you. Don't like I hear her? that woman say two words, and I have to turn the turn the channel. How you watch her cook, though? Uh, I don't care. I can't stand listening to her. How, how am I oh, going to watch her cook? You got to watch her cook. You got to watch her cook, <clears throat> man. But uh, she's our kind of cook. I got you, but no, I'm a big fan of the Food Network, and uh, I've learned how to do a lot of lot of dishes and a lot of techniques from watching those shows over the years. So, All right. the All right. Pioneer Woman. There you go. Yeah, that's my baby. That's right. Uh, okay, so uh, Motley Crew is making the the news here, um, in not such a good way. Not such a good way, right? So they're on a another stadium tour uh, this year. They had one last year as well that was delayed for like the, for the pandemic. It was delayed for a couple of years or whatever, and they're getting mixed reactions. But that's not the story here. So yeah. You know, we are aware, I believe, that uh, we we saw where Mick Mars, quote unquote, retired. Now he's been a long time guitar player, original member of Motley Crue, forty plus years as their lead guitarist. Now he has some uh, a disease, unfortunately, where it's been very difficult for him to literally move and play and all that. So mm-hmm. uh, what we saw in the press was that he elected to retire from touring and step down and they've they've replaced him mm-hmm. with John Five. Uh, but Mick Morris has now stepped up and he's now suing the band saying no, he he did step down from touring, but he's still a member of the band. Uh that they owe him, you know, they're trying to push him out of a twenty five percent stake in the band. The band is saying, well you stopped touring, so 
that means you're resigning from the band and they're offering him some type of a deal. So this is hmm. probably going to get messy here in the court. So if you're a Motley Crue fan or just you know interested in the subject oh, in gosh. general, so it's something to sort of keep an eye on here. So it's unfortunate. Um, but yeah, so basically he's saying they have a pattern of gaslighting him and, and belittling him and trying to kind of force him out and and now they're pulling this basically to not uh, have to pay him and so forth. So he's offered to stay with the band and make you know, make music and do studios and this and that. Maybe do something where he doesn't have to be on the road necessarily, but he could do something. But um, yeah, just, just very, very, very strange. Yeah. So Keith, it's what do you think about all this? I, yeah. I, I find it very confusing. I would like to know the particulars of this because number one, Mick Mars. First of all, I want to say amazing that he's lasted this long yes this has been a debilitating disease that has almost killed him the fact that he has even lasted this long it was touring in 2023 utterly amazing i mean yeah. you see him on stage and he's like a statue yeah um but what is confusing about this he is an incredible songwriter his name is on the copyrights for, all, for so many songs, I don't understand what he feels cheated out of. You don't get money for touring if you don't tour. I mean, it, listen, it can't go both ways. There's bands where the chief songwriter gets all the money from the copyrights and other band members only make money if you tour. Mm -hmm. So you can't get money for copyrights and then want money for touring and you're not touring. You can't have it both ways, Jack. You'll get money for Ever for Motley Crue hits that you helped write or wrote that your name is on. So I don't understand that. Um, you know, really interesting to see what he thinks he's getting cheated out of, man. You know, there are a lot of bands under the, the drummer, you know, maybe the bass player. They force guys to go on the road again because they're broke. They need money, but they didn't write the songs. Yeah. You know, when I when my band Shadowplay was together. I just we had a meeting one night and I just said, look, guys, I, I wrote 90 percent of the lyrics in that band. OK, and I told him, I said, look, I love all you guys, man. And, and I know you guys, we all love each other. Let's not let money destroy us. Let's make up our minds right now that we're going to copyright every song and our four of our names, no matter who wrote it or who did what. Because why would I want to be rich and not my brother or sister be rich? You know, but when people get older and big money gets involved, it tears bands apart. That's why Jeff Tate's not with Queensryche right now. You know, a lot of bands have been destroyed because of copyright. You know, money, 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 money. So I've seen Mick, his name on all, most of all their major hits. Him and Nikki Six. You, you're going to be rich forever. What's the problem? Very interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I keep I keep looking at the story to get you know more of the details here, but like I said, I think he's saying that uh, they're trying to push him out of twenty his twenty five percent share uh, in general. So and I guess they've offered him whatever, including five percent of the tour that he's not on right now. So it's just something to sort of keep an eye on here. Yeah, and he's also saying that Motley Crue's not even really playing on some of their shows and it's backtracks and different things. So he's it's kind of getting a little ugly here too. So, oh man. Hmm. It'll be all them years together and to turn on each other. I hate seeing that crap. Uh, well, and this is sort of a sidebar, but Nikki Six came out recently. He's talked about their, 
you know, it, it was odd that he didn't, did not mention Vince Neil that they're writing new songs. So he's working with John Five and Tommy on some exciting things. But Mick, you know, Vince's name was not so now there's speculation that they're going to replace Vince Neil, and it's it's just the whole messy. Yeah, thing. he can't sing sing worth the lick right now, and and yeah. I just got to say this: I could give two cents about Mick Mars. Um, you know, he is a bona fide racist. Uh, hate monger, so whatever. Skinner, any thoughts on all this, real quick? Uh, it doesn't surprise me. You know, when they said they were going to retire and they signed a contract that they weren't going to tour anymore, they should have left it at that. Yeah, it's been a shit show for a long time. Remember the last time we saw them when they opened up with Kiss? I think you were at that show with me. Yep. They turned off Vince Neil's mic because he could not sing a freaking lick. The entire show, the entire show was sung by the audience. It was so bad. So, for them to have issues now, I'm not surprised. That's four egos that have been going on for 40 years that they keep stepping over each other. Yeah, and Tommy Lee can't play because he broke another rib. There's yeah, another so, drummer playing for him for most of the tour. For oh, a band that I grew up loving, I really despise them as human beings right now. Oh, I despise them too. Um, so. I, yeah, I grew up loving them. They were my first metal band. Tommy Lee was my first drummer that I just fell in love with. Um, I followed them all the way up to uh, Dr. Feelgood. Um, after that, I kind of didn't like the music they were doing. And then when I found out, you know, how racist, uh, you know, particularly Nikki Six and Mick Mars, Tommy Lee isn't, um, I just hadn't had nothing to do with them. Hmm. You know, of course, Nikki Six, uh, famous for his N-word rant that he went on. And, uh, of course, the video surfaced from the uh, some of their rehearsal. They were rehearsing, and Mick Mars was in the camera, uh, you know, using the N-word and talking about this and that. So I just kind of lost respect for him for the last few years. Hmm. Yeah, I think like their better days are certainly uh, behind them. Sounds like it. Yep. Kick, start, mahawk. <laughs> yeah, well, I've seen that. Go check that out. Okay, uh, pop culture history here, guys. A couple, a uh, couple things uh, of interest here. Uh, yeah, we're shooting this on Monday, April the tenth, April 9th, all the way back in nineteen sixty-five, was the first indoor baseball game, the Houston Astrodome. Uh, I never okay. saw a baseball game. It's indoors. Have you guys ever seen any sporting event indoors in a dome or anything? Sure have. What Watched have our seen? beloved Indians play in Seattle at the old Kingdom. Mm. Boy, what a crap hole. Uh, you know, I'd say <laughs> what a shit hole, but well, I mean, for our show, you it's know a what? crap That's hole. That's your third time using the S word tonight. <laughs> I know. Need, I'm sorry. You need to simmer down. <laughs> yeah. That stadium was so old when I went there in, ni- in the early 90s. Uh, you know, kudos to them for finally closing that place down but it was such a crappy place to watch a yeah. game mm. so I it's, saw, it's different mm-hmm. i saw the cleveland lumberjacks oh and by the way uh, skinner i used to hear stories about how bad that place was too um, oh yeah but i i saw the cleveland lumberjacks and of course they're you know basketball but that was about it for me as far as indoor yeah i'm with you I never saw i never saw a baseball game or a football game in a dome or anything like that so no. it's in- interesting it had 47,879 people at the first game. So it was quite the quite the spectacle mm. back then at the Houston Astrodome. 
1953 on uh, today, April 10th in 1953, was the first color 3D film, House of Wax, with the great Vincent Price. Wow. And I, I remember they replayed this movie in the 80s. They had a showing of this here. I watched it. I went out to go see it. This is when I, this is when the 3D movies were sort of making a little comeback in the 80s yeah. for a minute. Of course, later on, and you know, for years now, they they we've you, you can go watch a lot of major movies in 3D. They don't necessarily mm. make them in 3D. They do whatever the overlays are and that type of thing. But that was an interesting uh, 3D movie. So in general, I'm interested. First of all. Have you watched a 3D movie in the theater? And if so, do you have any favorites, Keith? No. No, you've not seen them in the theater? I've never seen a 3D movie in the theater. Um, That's amazing. I I remember something. I watched something on TV or something 3D for a minute or so, but I have never ever went to a 3D movie. Wow. Skinner, ditto. I've never, you guys, you guys I've, yeah, I've never seen a 3D movie. Now I have seen the 3D television. Friend had a 3D television set years ago. Oh, jeez! I put on the glasses, and I, I don't even remember what the hell it was we watched. Remember that for but, ten minutes? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I've never seen a, never went to a movie theater to watch a 3D movie. Yeah, I've been to movies, and they're like, you want to see a 3D version? And I've always felt like. It would ruin it for me, be too much, and I said, no, 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 give me the regular. So I just never I, have. I, I tell you what, you know, even if you don't, I've, you know, we talked about this before, but if even if you're not that familiar with the storyline, it's still in the theater right now. Go watch Avatar 2 in 3D in the theater. That is a whole immersive experience. Oh, I'm going to go catch it now that you said that. Okay. So that's, that's not just like the, you know, the, that's the old stuff, you know, that's just, you got right, stuff right. flying at you, this and that. Right. This, James Cameron is, you know, just like the first one. And I wasn't a big fan of the storyline. The storyline to me is weird. I don't quite get it. It's okay. It's fine. But it's just, a, it's just the sense of you're in this world with them to the details of the sunlight. You know, going across and catching your eye, you know, and then fish mm. swimming in front of you. I think you. I'm going to go do that. Yeah, just it, it is a whole unique experience to watch that in, in 3D. So, like I said, back in my time, I watched, you know, I got into the whole 3D thing. So, I went saw the House of Wax, one of the greatest movie experiences I ever had in 3D. I was a kid, early 80s. Friday the 13th, part three in 3D. What are the dumbest, you know, it's, it, this is now, this is the movie though, by the way, that Jason gets the hockey mask. So it's a whole iconic part of the Friday the 13th storyline. But that is one of the classic where stuff is just coming at you. He shoots yeah. a spear gun and it flies past your face and all that. So much fun as a kid. And, and at the time, it just the reactions that that was the fun part. The collective reactions of the audience, where people are, you know, moving right. out of the way and jumping. <laughs> I would imagine there's, that'd be fun. <laughs> the scene, there's a scene where Jason takes a guy's head and basically presses it, and the guy's eyeball pops out at, at your face. Basically, mm. <laughs> the reaction of that crowd was priceless. But like I said, the the best 
are the Avatar movies. Hands down. All right. Hands down. Sounds like me and Skinner missed out. But I'm going to try to catch that Avatar this week. I need a break. You, you should. You'll enjoy it. It's yeah. in a couple hours, so you'll prepare yourself. Yeah. You, you, it's a lot. Let me know what you think. Okay, a couple other things here. I know it's getting kind of late. Uh, 1976, the Apple One computer debuts. I just thought that was interesting. So mm. all the way back in the mid-70s. Wow. Obviously, you know, it didn't have any prominence until, you know, later on here, but um, it went on sale, the price tag of $666.66 because Steve mm-hmm. Wozniak was a fan of repeating digits, he says. <laughs> so about 200 computers were built, and all but 25 of them were sold within 10 months. So. Mm. I know we talked about Apple last week and the whole prominence of the you know the iPad that was part of our history and the the i the first cell phone call so yeah the first uh, the first computer back in seventy six I don't know and we talked about it a little bit last week any other comments on that or just no it, it's ahead. just weird where computers have come from I you guys remember taking computers in high school oh yeah. It, it, it oh, was yeah. the dumb. I hated that class because it was so dumb. Remember, we kept typing "ghosts up" and one 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 zero one. And and the best thing we ever did was make a picture using you know numbers or whatever. It was just the dumbest thing to me. I didn't understand it. It it was just dumb. You know, we got this cool looking machine, but all I could do was green ones and zeros or the word "ghosts up." Very very dumb to see where we are right now. Absolutely amazing. I do remember that, yeah, making like pixelated pictures. Yeah, that was like the project was to build something. Yeah, I, I remember I made like I made like four like the kiss makeup that like Jean. Yeah, like Peter. I, I don't know if I made. Pixelated. I think I made a. I might have made a block. I can't <laughs> it's the best I can do, man. Jeez. But you're right. It's like it, it was like wow. It didn't really make a lot of sense back then. But you're right. It, it just advanced so quickly from that. And yeah, that was that was, was mid eighties. Yeah, and they were trying to teach us binary code, which was like, huh? So yeah, I don't know. Pretty amazing. Well, so Skinner, any thought on the Apple One or computer class? While well, Keith brought up the, the subject, you know, I was going to go another direction. <clears throat> I've had an experience with my dad over the last three days trying to mm. help him with. Uh, <clears throat> today's technology now mind you my father was a computer electronics genius in the navy <clears throat> very intelligent individual who never went to college but he was extremely intelligent got the training in the navy and he was a computer electronics guru so that was before computers were on the tables at people's houses flash forward to 2023 and I'm trying to explain to my dad how to put an application on his telephone (laughs) and it's taken three days bless his heart I finally was able to get him fixed today with about the 10th phone call and seeing him twice in person (laughs) (laughs) the moral of the story is when you get older you do lose some faculties it's just a it's just oh, what yeah. happens. Yeah. But uh, bless his heart, he's one of the smartest men I've ever known. And I just sit back and I have to just reflect on, you know, what's happened over the sure. last 50 years. Yeah, absolutely. 
So, yeah, my mom's but, my mom's frozen even prior to that. She can't, you know, she can't texting. No, nope. Forget it. Nope. Yeah, not happening. No, I remember my when my parents got learned how to get on Facebook. computer. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, my mom learned how to get on Facebook on her tablet, and it was just like a monument achievement around here. We almost sure. threw a parade. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. My mom and dad didn't get their first computer until after I came home from the military and trying to explain to my mom how to get on to Facebook yeah. took like three weeks sure. before this, she finally This was my mom's out. problem. And I, it, I mean, until the day she died, I couldn't stop my mom from doing this. I was like, Mom, you don't have to just tap it with your finger. <laughs> Everything was like this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, that's pretty neat. The Apple One, I remember the classes too. That was such a colossal waste of time in uh, in junior high school. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be interesting. What uh, thinking about all that stuff? What our kids might need to help us with someday. Although I think our generation is a little farther. We're more techn- technologically savvy than many. I think. Yeah, you know, you know what it's going to be. What's that? It's going to be all that in the air computer stuff. You know, like we saw in, uh, you know, yeah. we, no, that, no, it's called, uh, I forget what it's called, but, you know, we've seen it, uh, Tony Stark and the Iron Man movies, uh-huh. you know, all in the air. Yeah, I know in the, uh, oh, Tom I see Hanks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Don't forget the Tom Hanks things. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's, let's just mention that now. So you, uh, you had saw a movie recently, Key, the Tom Hanks movie. So it kind of brought up, uh, Tom. So what, first of all, what did you see? That was a Tom Hanks movie. Okay, well, I did see it recently. I saw it a couple of years ago, and then it resurfaced. Then okay. I watched okay. it again twice in the last couple of days. Okay, so what did you what did you see? So, so I wanted to ask you your favorite top three Tom Hanks movies first. Right. Okay. Okay. So why don't you give me your your top three? Okay. So and I know that's hard. Skinner, Skinner mentioned how difficult. Well, there's an overall number one, and then two and three is many. Go ahead, Skinner. Um, I'll just start from three for me is uh most recent Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Great movie. Okay. Mr. Rogers uh movie. Absolutely incredible. Uh Saving Private Ryan was my number two. Definitely in there. Yeah, and of course we know number one. Number one's Forrest Gump, hands down. Without question. No question. Yep. yep. Okay. All great stuff. Uh great stuff. How about you, uh Fish? I've got uh big 1988, I thought it was great. Yeah, classic. We just watched that last couple yep. weeks ago. That was one that really seemed to that really seemed to catapult him to mm-hmm. you know, new heights because he was just great. Yeah. And it was it was a young kid that became a 30 year old man, and just it was Tom Hanks being Tom Hanks, playful yeah. and just great, great yep. movie. The whole scene, him dancing on the piano on the floor at the toy store and all that stuff. I got Toy Story in here. I, I just thought he really mm. was a prominent character with Woody and just. That, that move, those movies are not those movies without Tom Hanks as as Woody or his other prominent voices there as well. I don't have Forrest Gump in my top three. I got Apollo thirteen. Really? Yeah. Really? Oh, interesting. Apollo. Okay. Hey, Forrest Gump's a good movie, no question about it. Uh, but I thought he was just great in Apollo thirteen. I just I okay. I didn't watch that Fair movie enough. in a long time. Now my mom was here. Uh, I, so, for something, I think she. I think she used my washer recently or something like. Anyway, she asked if she could watch Apollo thirteen, so I rented it. 
I hadn't seen that movie in a long time, and I, it kind of caught my eye. I wound up watching watching it with mom, you know, just, just sat there and watched it. And, man, it's just he's so good in that movie. Uh-huh. And honorable mention, Bachelor Party. Thank you. I was going to say honorable mention <laughs> for Bachelor Party. That was just silly, fun, but hysterical. Some of the lines and the stuff they did in that movie. Some of the stuff was just so wrong, but just so funny. Just I was going to mention and, honorable mention. Okay, and, and they still, by the way, if you go if you go watch a baseball game in Cleveland, I don't know if they still mm-hmm. do it or not, but they did it for many many years to where there's a scene where he hits a tennis ball so hard purposely uh-huh. and knocks the ball over a fence, and he goes, "Yes, Cleveland wins the pennant." Of course, Tom Hanks is from the Cleveland area. Yeah, yeah, and they stay played on the big scoreboard at the at the at the ball game. So that's not really one of his best movies. I just thought it was a funny okay. movie in the '80s, but uh, anyway. Okay, well for me, and reiterating what Skinner was was saying, it's just really really difficult. This guy's got such a prolific movie career. Um, I'm gonna go with number three, A League of Their Own. Uh, oh, great he movie, was, yeah. man, he was just fantastic in that yes. movie. Uh, Crying in Jim- baseball, yeah. Jimmy Dugan, some of the classic lines like that, uh, being a drunk. Um, you know, only Tom Hanks can make a peeing where he's peeing make a great scene out of that. Um, that was just phenomenal. Uh, and of course, number one is obviously Forrest Gump. Um, very I go, handful of movies I can name in my life that I sat in the theater when it was over and I just felt good about life um, when it was over. It was just, yeah. wow, that was something to see back in the day. Um, honorable mention to Saving Private Ryan, Bachelor Party. And I got to give an honorable mention to Road to Perdition. That was a really great movie to see him play in that father, but that gangster, he's a killer. That was just a great movie. But my number two movie is a movie I caught two years ago, had never even heard of it, didn't know he did it. And, you know, it's a true story, but it's called Charlie Wilson's War. Oh, yeah. Have you you seen that? Oh, yeah, dude. I think so. Phenomenal movie. Phenomenal movie, true story about Congressman Charlie Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much in this movie to take. Um, of course, it's about um, when Russia decided to go to war against Afghanistan, and it caught Charlie Congressman Charlie Wilson's attention. Of course, we did not want to see communism come that far east, uh, so the United States had a stake in this. And he wanted to act, but of course you could not put American-made weapons in the hand of the Afghanis or the Mujahideen, uh, because that would have started a war. So he came up with the idea of finding a stockpile of Russian weapons, which Israel had the biggest stockpile of Russian weapons that they had got from previous wars. And he figured we could funnel the weapons from them to the Mujahideen, uh, we can help them win this war. And, of course, the Afghanis did something that had never been done in history. They beat the mighty Soviet Union in a war. And uh, Charlie Wilson kept telling everybody, listen, if you just find a way that they can shoot down these helicopters, uh, you can win. Uh, Julia Roberts was in it. She was fantastic. Ned Beatty was fantastic. And one of my favorite actors who just passed away recently, the great Seymour Hoffman, he was unbelievable in this movie. Um he was a, F- a CIA agent who helped Charlie Wilson accomplish getting money from from Congress to accomplish this. They had a $5 million budget. 
Charlie Wilson doubled it to 10 million. And when he found out that it was a joke, he ended up getting $500 million to funnel weapons to Afghanistan for them to win. But uh, so much was in this movie to take away from it. Um, it's a true story. And uh, Seymour Hoffman was trying to tell him a parable throughout the whole movie. He finally told him the parable at the end. He said there was a Zen master in a village, and a 14-year-old boy received a bike for his birthday. And everybody said, how wonderful. And the Zen master said, we'll see. Well, the boy broke his leg on the bike. I mean, the horse. And he broke his leg on the horse. Everybody said, how horrible. And the Zen master said, we'll see. And then, of course, uh, when all the young boys had to go out to war, this boy couldn't because his leg was broke. And everybody said, how wonderful for him. And the Zen master said, we'll see. Basically saying, for every good thing that happens, something bad can come of it, and vice versa, and vice versa, and vice versa. And even though that we gave them that money, they won the war. We stopped communism from coming that direction. Um, the question was, where did all that money go? Where did $500 million of aid, weapons, and training uh, uh, go to? And we basically funded and created the Taliban. So, a uh, great movie, man. If you haven't seen that movie, watch it. It's outstanding. And it's okay. hysterical, too. Yeah. yeah. It's really evolved into one of our American treasures, if you will. You know, it's as far yeah. as you know, prominent actors... And just yeah. like a very likable guy, and he's still yeah. He, he he's one of the guys that I always yeah. hoped I didn't hear no garbage about. I don't want to hear yeah. no scandals come out about him because it would just break my heart, you know. I remember during the pandemic, it was like he he announced this is early on. He was one of the more prominent figures that announced that he had COVID. Him and his wife, and for a second there was like, damn it, don't, you can't take Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah. Tom yeah. Hanks they better be Australia okay. When yeah, happened. we'll, right. we'll give you three Kardashians. That's right. <laughs> We're willing to do some trades here, but for, yeah, yeah. obviously he was okay. There's real quick. There's one other movie I wanted to talk about. It's not a very common one, I don't think, but it's Captain Phillips. Oh, he great movie! Back, yeah, back in 2013, another true story. Pirates in uh, Ethiopia. Oh yeah, good movie. Um, yeah, if you've not seen that one out there, folks, it's one that you need to watch. Uh, he was absolutely phenomenal on that one as well. Very good. All right. Okay, so um, April 15th, uh, guys, a couple uh, significant events happen here. First of all, hey, uh, Fish. Yep. Just real quick, Charlie Wilson's War is now on Netflix. Okay. Okay. There you go. All right. Okay, so tune in next week for the uh, Tom Hanks uh, fan hour. Yes. Yep. Uh, actually, yeah. we'll, we'll blend it with uh, Cage in a Cage. I was about to say, Nicholas Cage week coming up next. Yeah, we'll, we'll just blend, we'll blend the Tom Hanks uh, fan hour with uh, Cage in a Cage next week. There you go. Uh, yeah, April 15th, back in 1947, uh, Jackie Robinson became the first. Uh, African American baseball player to play in the in the MLB for the Dodgers. So um, obviously, want to pause and recognize his accomplishment. Anybody have anything to say about uh, Jackie Robinson uh, Skinner? I know you're a big baseball fan, of course. Yeah, well, he changed the face of baseball. Uh, no other way to put it. He put ba- baseball is the way it is today because of him. Absolutely. Keith? 
maybe my most respected athlete in all the sports and of all sports. Yeah. Um, and it has nothing to do with his athletic prowess, but what that man went through, what he put up with, yeah. mm-hmm. the courage. I, I don't even have the words for it. Um, I, the Martin Luther King of, of sports, if you will. But um, he, I don't know, like, like Skinner said, I don't know what baseball would have been had not been for Jackie Robinson. Just unbelievable. You're right. You're right. The determination of a, a man like that to to know what he would have to do, but to think, to fully focus on people after him getting mm-hmm. opportunities. Yeah. His, his drive is yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty amazing. Obviously, one of the best players that ever played the game on top yeah. of that. So. Not a baseball guy, but low Jackie Robinson. Yeah, absolutely. And then 10 years ago, guys, it seems it's uh, time just continues to fly on here. 2013 was the the Boston Marathon uh, tragedy. April 15th. So, um, you know, most of us certainly remember wow. the the, uh, the tragic events. I mean, somebody's you know set a set a bomb in a in a in the crowd. Mm-hmm. I don't let's see how many people. Uh, more than two hundred sixty people were wounded. Only let's see, three were killed. So mm-hmm. very lucky that it wasn't a much more tragic miraculously event. And then so there was a chase. Uh, they did catch the guy, and he is arrested and in jail to this day. Yep. So, uh, do you? I, I mean, obviously, I'm sure you remember the event here, but uh, Skinner, do you remember hearing about this? What do you think about this since? Any any thoughts on the the Boston Marathon uh, terrorist attack? I, I I remember like it was yesterday. I mean, it was a pretty significant uh, terrorist attack on our country. You know, yeah. next to nine eleven, you know that was the most biggest one. Obviously, uh, <clears throat> there's a movie that's called Patriots Day. Mark Wahlberg, John right. Goodman uh, are in it, and it it's based on the Boston Marathon tragedy. <clears throat> um, we could go on about Mark Wahlberg and his career, but he played a pretty incredible role. Um, but the story. And the facts that they got from this was pretty pretty remarkable. So if you've not seen it, go see it. I think it's on Netflix. At least it was. Uh, but if if anything, go rent it, and it'll it'll put chills down your spine as to you know what these people endured. You know, uh, one of the individuals that died was a, a cop, um, a young kid, couple years on the uh, force. Um, and they just go and, and lead up to the, these kids and these people that did get hurt, led up to the, to that particular day and then what they did afterwards. So, um, yeah, I hate that that happened. And I hate the fact that there are people today that are out there trying to get that man off a dead, uh, off a death row, you know, but, uh, yeah, pretty remarkable. Yeah, in 2020, July 30th, 2020, his death sentence was reversed by the United States Court of Appeals for the first uh-huh. term. So he's still in jail. I mean, he'll live the rest of his life in jail, it seems like, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Keith, any thoughts on all the on the Boston Marathon that, uh, attack? 
Only the same thing I thought when it happened. You freaking coward. Yes. Yeah. Just, just disgusted. Just disgusted. I mean, what 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 is wrong with you that they even think of doing something like that? And your fellow citizens, just coward. I don't know. It just angers me, man. And uh, I, I just remember having the fear. I don't want to say fear, but the thought that, man, I hope this doesn't become a trend. I think that's what everybody was afraid of. Uh, we started to see more and more terrorist acts on our own shore for the first time in history. Um, you know, obviously we saw uh, the World Trade Center. We saw uh, the Boston thing. Um Oklahoma City bombing, and uh, I remember thinking, man, is this where it's going? Uh, hasn't been a, a whole lot since, but uh, I was just angry, and still angry. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I I share the same feeling, certainly, and it's, it's just, uh, I don't know, we get into a whole lot of stuff with this here. It's just more and more mm -hmm. common in this country anymore. I think there was a shooting, was it today? Or yesterday in uh, Louisville? Uh, uh, yeah, it was, yeah. It was yeah. this morning. This morning, like if I think five people were killed, something like Awful. that. So. <clears throat> yeah, employee of the bank. Yeah, twenty-three years old. Mm. Employee of the bank what? who did it. How can you be intelligent and together enough to get a job at the bank at twenty-three, but so mentally fragile that you would kill people? Yeah, yeah. I guess they put it on live, live. Uh, uh, out there, virtual, virtual telecast. So, yeah, I don't anyways, know. sick people. It's a, it's a sick thing. I mean, I, I, I mean, if, I remember going back to the Boston Marathon. No, I remember the, the next they they had it the next year. You know, people and yeah. people came together, and they're not going to let. Uh, I mean, I guess that's one thing about uh, if there's anything with this. I mean, Americans are going to think we're going to continue to show we're not afraid. You know, we're going to continue to live our lives and. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, look yeah. out for each other the best we can, and all that stuff. But yeah, just a terrible, terrible uh, tragedy, certainly. Uh, so a lot of lot more people could have got killed there. So uh, at least they did catch the guy, I guess. Uh, okay, well, I hate to go out on a somber note, but that's that's uh, that's what I got here, gentlemen, from pop culture history this week, and I believe that will bring us to the end of episode one o. For Keith, any announcements or anything before we wrap up, sir? Well, yes, in two weeks, come on out to lose on Lincoln Way in Maslin, uh, April 21st. BPM will be formed. That is myself, uh, Eric Brooke, and Al McKenzie. Um, should be a great, great show. We haven't performed together since last year. Um, of course, Al McKenzie is in the world-famous band Firehouse, and uh, we will be at Lou's April 21st. And to the coward who stole the work truck and tools of my singer in the band Rock Generation, Pat Moran, whoever you are, you're a coward, and you better hope I don't find you. Mm, terrible. Told us, yeah, took his truck, all his work tools, everything. Mm. All right, well, you can find me on the Convincing Idiots podcast, uh, Pop Culture Podcast with uh, friends Dean and Nick every week uh, where you listen to podcasts, YouTube at Convincing Idiots, Bosco Media. Find us out there. 
and I'll also be, uh, I'm hoping to make appearances uh, on uh, 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 Pastor Bachelor. You will, Hopefully, for sure. It's a development. <laughs> you it's will. Development. Yep. And then to make my, I think it's my twenty uh, fourth appearance in a row, I believe, on Cage in a Cage, if I'm not mistaken, there you go. or something, something like that. <laughs> so you can find us out there. Very limited, uh, limited uh, streaming, but uh, we're out there with uh, with uh, Skinner. So, Skinner, any announcements before we uh, take us out, sir? Uh oh, nope. We've set got a venue and we've set a date. We were able to sync everybody's calendars to a date for me and Miss Marcy to. Uh, we use the term shotgun wedding, although she's not pregnant. But, uh, you know, those that know Mama Didi, her, uh, Marcy's mom, please say a prayer for her. Absolutely. Uh, she, mm-hmm. she um, as we discussed before, she suffered a minor heart attack and then a week later had a stroke. And it's, uh, it's doing a number on her. So we chose to move our wedding date from 2024 to... Uh, a date here in the future. I will keep that. Uh, you know, you gentlemen obviously are involved. But uh, yep, that's coming up soon, and um, looking forward to it. Yeah, love and prayers to you, Mama Didi, for sure. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, with that, we uh, are done with uh, episode one hundred four. Uh, some fun topics, some heavy topics, and uh, some somber topics. Uh, you catch a little bit of everything in this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. So for Brian Fisher and Keith Porter, I'm Michael Skinner. We are the guys from uh, It Came From Gen X, and we will catch you next week. Take care, folks.